0: Many of you have asked for it, and so I spent some of my paternity leave creating it, an introductory Stoicism course. The best part? I've launched it using Gumroad's pay-what-you-want model. So if you want to pay $0, you can get the course for free. That's right, free. Learn more and enroll in the course by going to understandingstoicism.com. That's understandingstoicism.com. all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Hey there, Prakapton. Welcome back. I'm glad you're here. Today, we'll be covering meditation 521 from Marcus Aurelius and his famous meditations, which you're, of course, familiar with at this point. That meditation reads as follows. Reverence the sovereign power over things in the universe. This is what uses all and marshals all. In like manner, too, reverence the sovereign power within yourself. And this is of one kind with that. For in you also, this is what uses the rest. And your manner of living is governed by this. As is becoming, thankfully, a joyous tradition, at the start of new episodes, I have a few new patrons to thank before diving in today. Thank you to Sophia, Stephen, and Jeremy. Thanks to you and people like you, I'm enabled to do all the work I do in the Stoicism space without having to paywall any of it. That includes this podcast, the various publications I facilitate and write for, the various projects I take on, gratis, the Discord community I look after, and the live streams I do on Instagram at Actual Stoicism. If you're listening and you're not currently a patron, but you'd like to become one, maybe you have a few disposable dollars every month, I hope that you will join those named above in patronizing my work. This is the good use of the word patronizing. You can do so by going to actualstoicism.com forward slash support. It's only $5 a month, and you get some cool stuff in return. Now, get ready for some ads. I promise they won't hurt. Here they come. See you on the other side. This episode is brought to you in part by Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. They are, without a doubt, the easiest way to play DFS. It's just you versus the numbers. You pick more than or less than on 2-6 to player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With the big game right around the corner, prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into 100 times your money because with as little as 4 correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Offer expires post-Super Bowl. With quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of player and stat types, it's no wonder PrizePix is the number one daily fantasy sports app. I've got friends that use prize picks and they absolutely swear by it. So if daily fantasy sports is your thing, you've got to give prize picks a try. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash practical and use the code PRACTICAL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com forward slash practical with code PRACTICAL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it and they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform, and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it, and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which, from personal experience, I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Ads are the worst, right? Well, if you hate them that much, you can get rid of them for $2.99 a month. You can check the show notes for details on how to do that. As for today's episode, let's get into it. To reiterate that meditation, here it is, the 21st from Book 5. Reverence the sovereign power over things in the universe. This is what uses all and marshals all. In like manner, too, reverence the sovereign power within yourself. And this is of one kind with that. For in you also... This is what uses the rest, and your manner of living is governed by this. Reverence the sovereign power over all things in the universe. Marcus is talking about divine reason, or the Logos. We should hold a certain reverence for that thing which we, as Stoics, believe to be the thing that keeps all this together and working. And by all this, I mean literally all this stuff. The planets, their orbits, the universe, your new puppy's internal organs, and my grandmother's wig. I'm kidding. My grandmother doesn't wear a wig. Sorry, Grandma, I love you. All the things and all the stuffs. We should regard this thing, whether we call it the Logos or we use less traditional language for it, as worthy of our admiration and appreciation because whatever it is, if it wasn't present in the universe, the universe wouldn't be here and neither would we, which would be a total bummer. This is what uses all and marshals all. This thing, this Logos, this divine reason, it is the thing that pulls the levers of existence, it blows the wind organizes gametes, creates and destroys stars, it enables fish to breathe underwater, it enables us to breathe above water, and it enables whales to... whales breathe air, right? Well, for them to do that through that gaping hole in their head or neck or uh, the dorsal side of their bodies anyway. If not for this thing, whether it is divine reason or random chaos moving towards a lower state of entropy and making things by accident as it goes along, it is this uncontrollable thing that is in charge. And either it's in charge as organized logic and reason, or it's in charge as chaotic randomness, but either way, that thing is in charge and we would do well to remember that it determines everything in the physical world. All we can do is make choices within the confines of our rational faculty. Once our choice leaves our brain, it's this divine reason or wacky randomness that determines what happens next. In like manner to reverence the sovereign power within yourself, and this is of one kind with that. So divine reason might control what's going on out there. It might be the final arbiter of space-time and stuff and things, but your hegemonicon, your rational faculty, your gray matter, your brain, my dudes and dudettes, that is a skida, a self-contained internal deciding apparatus. You like that? Skida? I'm clever sometimes. And your skida is a thing you have sovereign power over. And your power over that skeeta, that rational faculty of yours, is very much like, according to Marcus anyway, the power the universe has over the material world, or divine reason has over the material world the Logos has. That is pretty amazing. You're in control of your own little brain universe, to some degree anyway, since you can't control your body and your physical brain is part of your body, but this spark of consciousness, this soul or whatever you want to call it, this intangible little thingy, That's all you, baby. And if that's true, which if you're a Stoic, you're supposed to believe it is, then hey, 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 don't you have a responsibility to make sure this one and only thing you control is up to code, well-tuned, oiled, inspected, and rated A-plus by the hegemonicon inspector? Which, reminder, is you? I'd like to think so. I bet Marcus would have as well. For in you also, this is what uses the rest, and your manner of living is governed by this. This hegemonicon of yours, it is the thing that directs all that you do. So, however you express yourself as a living being, through your thoughts, actions, attitudes, and choices, however you do that, the way you do it is completely within your control. It is governed by your hegemonicon. The hegemonicon which you have control over. So it's governed by you. That means no one else can make you do anything you didn't choose to do or don't want to do. Not even the universe. If I cast a magical spell over you, for example, and use your body to kick a kitten down a well, you weren't made to do that. Your body was used to do that. This is a subtle difference, but important, I think. Your body isn't yours. Only your rational faculty is yours. And specifically, because your brain is a physical thing and an external, so is part of your body, your spark of the divine, your soul, your ability to choose, your consciousness and sentience and awareness, we might say. Only these are yours. So when someone makes your body do something, they haven't made you do anything. But what if they make a love potion? What if I'm brainwashed into making choices I don't want to make? Am I making choices then? Well, why don't you ask yourself that question out loud before I answer? If someone brainwashes me, am I making my own decisions? No. Your rational faculty has been corrupted by poison. You cannot make decisions in such a state because you've lost your grip and control over your hegemonicon. This is why the sage doesn't get drunk, smoke crack, or eat shrooms for that matter, because these things pry your hegemonicon out of your hands and you're no longer in control of it. So, I'm really sorry to any Prokoptan out there who think that the Eleusinian mysteries were key to Stoic practice, and that the surest way to convene with nature and understand it is to eat a bag of shroomy boomies while lying in a field, staring at the clouds. That is not the case. And it doesn't matter if Marcus participated in those mysteries, which he seems to have. It would be the case that by doing anything like this, doing anything that loosed your control over your rational faculty would be to give up the only thing that was truly yours, even if only momentarily. And this isn't Stoic behavior. It's actually antithetical to the central aim of Stoicism, the pursuit of virtue, the knowledge of how to live excellently, morally perfectly. And when you do drugs, your mind might think of all sorts of fun things, but there's no inherent secret equation in your head that will come into focus if only you do enough lithium. You don't hold the universe's knowledge in your mind. That's not how the universe works in Stoicism. Of course, you can do shrooms and then return to your Stoic practice and be just like everyone else who isn't a sage, in that you've not yet figured out how to live life excellently. So I'm not saying that if you've done or do recreational drugs that you're somehow a worse precopton than I am. I'm just pointing out that getting as blitzed as Scooby and Shaggy in the back of the mystery machine isn't the key to sagehood. Of course, if this were a movie, we would immediately cut to the perfect stoic sage toking up with a talking lampshade. But this isn't a movie, and you shouldn't give up your rational faculty for the sake of having a good time. Of course, I have in the past. I don't want to make it sound like I'm some sort of preachy sage over here. And you have, and we all probably will again in the future, in various ways. The point isn't that we won't fail miserably to be sages at many times in our lives. The point is we should prefer not to. You get to be imperfect, just like every other Prokopton. Just try to minimize the conscious decisions you make to be less than sage-like. I think that's a worthwhile thing to aim for. (laughs) ¶¶ Thanks for listening today. This episode is brought to you by the D.A.R.E. program. I'm totally kidding. That's just me making fun of myself in retrospect. If you'd like to support my work in the Stoicism community at large, please go to actualstoicism.com forward slash support. And if you'd like an ad-free version of this podcast, visit stoicismpod.com forward slash members. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, take care.